Welcome to Faculty Chronicles, a podcast where we speak with Merida College faculty members on important issues that impact our campus or impact our world. I'm your host, Tom Perry, and today we are pleased to welcome Ahmed Algari, Assistant Professor of Petroleum Engineering at Merida College. Dr. Algari is also the director of Pio Petro, a nonprofit educational project. Dr. Algari has worked at Merida College since 2018, and he was recently notified of the approval of two U.S. patents that help increase hydrocarbon recovery in both conventional and unconventional reservoirs. Ahmed, thank you for joining us today to talk about your patents, as well as the amazing work you are doing with Pio Petro. Hi, Tom. I'm happy to be here. Um, well, let's just get right into it. I, I'm sure you were excited to learn about the two U.S. patents you recently received, along with two former colleagues from your time as a graduate student at Texas Tech University. Can you share with us your feelings on this accomplishment? But also, I want you to give a little bit of background as to what uh, some, you know, what these two patents actually do, or or why we have them now. Okay, Tom. So, uh, thank you for having me. And um, uh, before we start, let me uh, a little bit give you some intro about uh, what is uh, oil reservoir and what is uh, recovery. So, oil reservoir is not like what some people expect is a lake of oil underground. It is not like this. It's just um, um, a layer of rock, porous rock, including some water, some oil, and some gas, and it's trapped somewhere underground. And our job as a petroleum engineer is trying to find where is that uh, reservoir and try to produce as much as possible. Assuming the oil underground in that reservoir is 100%, and we produced around 10%, so I will say the recovery is 10%. Okay, so from there, now I can start talking about the patent itself. Also, I want to mention that there is two types of reservoirs. There is a conventional reservoir, which is maybe sandstone formation, maybe a limestone formation, maybe dolomite formation. And a second group, we call it unconventional reservoirs, which is mainly uh, shale gas, shale oil, and some, some other types. Okay? So... Back to the patent. So uh, it is two um, new techniques, uh, innovative techniques to increase the recovery. Why we need to increase the recovery? Simply because the recovery we are having right now is very low. So for conventional reservoir, I can put, we can get a recovery of 5 to 15%. If we do a water flooding, we can increase it to 35 to 45%. But it's still more than 50%, we leave it underground. Why we leave it? simply because there is no way to get it. For uh, shale reservoirs, the, the recovery we are getting is 5 to 10%, and more than 90% we leave it um, you know, uh, in the reservoir because we cannot uh, get it. So any work to increase that recovery will be highly appreciated, and this is why this uh, piece of work is um, you know, important. Okay, so the, the two techniques I will talk about today, uh, both of them will help us to increase to produce more oil and to uh, increase that uh, recovery uh, factor. Okay, so the first technique we call it complex toe to heel water flooding, and it is a development of a technique used uh, mainly uh, started to use it in Canada a long time ago. They produced two wells. One is a horizontal well and it is a producer and facing its toe there is a vertical well and it is injector. They inject water. That water it is heavier than oil. It goes to the bottom of that reservoir by gravity segregation. Then start pushing up that oil and get produced. 
What I did, simply, instead of using two wells, I can do it using just one well. So I will save a lot of money because instead of drilling two wells, I will drill just the horizontal uh, well. For the second technique, we call it optimized zipper fact. 10 years ago, here in the United States, we uh, developed a new technique called zipper fact, and the zipper fact was a solution for uh, two teams working together and they cannot log the well at the same time. So we have a pumping team, which is a different company, and we have a second company, we call it plug and perf. They cannot log the well at the same time. So during the time that the pumping team logs the well, the plug and perf company need to wait and do nothing, okay? So we invented a new technique. Let's say, hey, drill two wells beside each other. And during the time that uh, pumping company work in well number one, the plug and perf company will work in well number two, and they keep switching. That switch very similar to a zipper shape. This is why we call this technique as a zipper technique. And uh, the good news, uh, it is not only improvement in the operation efficiency, but also we get more production. And at that time, like 10 years ago, we did not know what is the reason. Now we know the reason, but at that time, it was like a, a good surprise. Okay? So what I did in my second invention is try to optimize this technique. It is uh, better than zipper frack. It is better than a technique developed by Halliburton called alternate fracturing. It is better than a technique called modified zipper frack. So it combines all of these, um, uh, the benefit, the advantage of uh, these three techniques, and we get uh, one uh, super uh, technique, which is optimized uh, zipper uh, frack. Perfect. Well, thank you for that great explanation. I mean, obviously, you know, for uh, uh, you know, the average person out there, they're not going to quite understand all of it, but they have an interest in it. And we've talked about this um, um, in an in earlier podcast with uh, Dr. Ebenhack just about um, energy independence and the importance of that. And in, in, in our conversations, you had said this is a, a, a critical piece of that, or this can make a difference in that. Can you talk about why, um, I mean, you've already hinted at it a little bit by talking about the ability to um, be able to uh, produce more, get more, you know, out of this, through this process. How does this help countries like obviously the United States, but maybe other places in, in creating more energy independence. Okay, so all countries you want to be uh, energy independent, okay? Here in the, in the United States, we are blessed because we have a lot of shale and we uh, we live, the, um, we call it the shale revolution. We produce more than 50% of our oil and gas right now here in the U.S. from uh, shale. And maybe a lot of Americans, they don't know that uh, if we are importing oil or exporting oil. Actually, every day we import millions of barrels and we export millions of, of, of barrels. But we're still exporting a little bit more. So we, we can call ourselves um, uh, energy of fossil energy uh, independent right now. And for sure, any technique like the two techniques we are talking about today, um, increasing the oil we are producing, we become more oil independent. If we compare the situation with the situation of uh, European countries, most of the European countries are energy dependent. I can give you some uh, shocking numbers, um, you know, regarding the um, Europe. So in Europe, um, they get more than uh, around 27% of the oil they get it from Russia. They get more than 41% of the natural gas they are using every day from Russia. 
okay? They are getting about 47% from the uh, coal they are using every day from Russia. So whenever we have a, a big conflict, like what we have right now between uh, Russia and Ukraine, easily President Biden can say, hey, I will not get any oil from Russia because simply we get very, very little from the Russian oil and no one will feel it if we stop uh, that uh, imports from uh, Russia. But European countries, they cannot do that. They don't have the luxury to do that. So uh, we are energy or fossil energy independent and the European Union is energy, a good example of energy-dependent countries. Um, I mean, obviously, you just learned about these patents getting the approval, but you don't have to wait for that approval for these techniques to start being used. Are, the, are these things that are um, regularly used in the field now with, with these companies, or is it something that now that the patent's in place, it gets used even more? You know, uh, whenever a PhD student do a patent, uh, he own part of it, but most of the um, uh, license of the you know uh, copyright goes to the university itself. So uh, it goes to Texas Tech University. So after we um, get the patent already filed, that Texas Tech will start talking to companies to trying to sell a license for you. So hopefully within the coming few months or maybe um, you know one or two years, we'll see some companies start to use these two techniques. And, and when you think about them using these techniques, are you going to be keeping track of how it does improve things? I mean, will you, have, will you get that information and will that be something obviously I assume you'll be very interested to find out about? For sure, yes, because when we do uh, this work, we do a lot of simulations, a lot of uh, using a lot of uh, software. Software is not perfect like when you see things by your eyes in, uh, in the field. So we are waiting to confirm the, um, uh, the results we get from our simulations. For sure, we, we use uh, commercial simulators uh, done by um, you know, big companies. So it is not our simulator. So it would be uh, like a, a fair judge of um, the results we are getting. But we need to wait until we see um, how these two techniques will work in the field. Um, and, and as I always like to do here, I like to figure out how are our students how are our students learning about this and what are they getting? So have you st have already started to talk about these techniques in the class or is this something you'll start adding now into your curriculum? Yes, when I when I joined uh, Marietta College like in 2018, I whenever I teach the hydraulic fracturing, I teach them about all the historical techniques and uh, I give them uh, examples of the new ideas and new techniques. And for sure, I include uh, some of this work in my uh, classes. Just one final thing I want to talk to you about. I mean, uh, you... Uh, were at the leading edge of, of Pio Petro a few years back. And, and as I said before, this is a, a nonprofit educational project that you're passionate about. Can you just talk about why you got this thing started and why it's so important to you? Okay, this is, I, I like this question because maybe this is one of the very few things about COVID-19. Like before COVID, we started to do uh, a pla educational platform um, between Marietta College professors uh, and other university professors and um, some multinational companies in the oil and gas business. And we did not get a very big interest at that time because they, they call it, this is uh, Marietta College um, uh, internal project. They do want to share with us. Although it is um, um, a free of charge platform, anyone can use it, but we need a participation from experts from all over uh, the world. So whenever we get COVID, most of the summer internship get canceled. So we said, hey, Pio Petro will do online summer internship. 
and we were trying to train maybe one to 200 uh, students, we get more than 7,000 students, maybe more, more than 80 different countries, more than 400 universities. All of them, they want to get training with, with PyroPetro. So we did that in summer of uh, 2020. We repeated the same thing in uh, 2021. And uh, now we are doing, we, in 2021, we did a big conference. We call it the E3 uh, Student Conference and Exhibition. And very soon in November, in the coming November, we will do the second round. And I believe it will be very, very successful. Well, I'll add one more question to that. I mean, as we, whatever stage or phase of COVID that we're in, do you see this as something that has um, some longevity, can, can continue to, to grow and build even as we start to get back to some normalcy? The hardest uh, part when you start something, but whenever you, you start uh, a new project and you prove that uh, this project is valuable for, for people, uh, I believe everybody, everybody will start to, uh, to like it. And um, um, uh, let me tell you, uh, right now, you know, I'm, um, I get uh, invitations from, let's say, universities in, uh, let's say, in China or Azerbaijan or Indonesia to uh, ask me to give a talk about Pipetro. So we say, hey, Marta College, this is a university who did PyoPetro, which is very nice and very, uh, we are very happy when we hear things like that. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Faculty Chronicles. And thank you to Dr. Algari for sharing his insight into his two new patents and the PyoPetro program. If you would like to learn more about Marietta College, please visit www.marietta.edu.